Three people are safe after an overnight fire in Warren County. Ohio's governor sounds the alarm on Delta 8. Pandemic funding ending means layoffs for a local school district. It is Thursday, January 18th, 5 on 5 in 5. Megan, Stephen, Fletcher with you here for the podcast as we do get a warm-up. Today. How y'all feel for about a couple a hours? Yeah, we, we might hit 32. I felt it immediately when I got outside this morning. It was such a noticeably warmer morning when I took the pup out at 3 a.m. compared mm. to the last few days. The temperature mm. on my car had two digits on it instead of just one. Right. I was a little, I was a little confused for a second. <laughs> I actually, at first, I thought it was the inside of my car temperature because I was like, I still am actually confused as to what that temperature is. <laughs> <reads. laughs> Either way, we are warmer than yesterday, yeah, we so we're going to bask in the positivity. So we're going to thaw out today just a little bit, but then things change as we do get the snow. The first batch for our area slips into parts of Kentucky after 7 or 8 p.m., and that's why the advisory starts there first. After 11 p.m., the snow starts falling and filling in across the rest of the area. It's been cold, so the pavement is frozen. All the snow that will fall will start to accumulate. Now, we are not getting a lot of snow, parts of the area one to two inches, uh, parts outside of our area possibly up to three. But since it's been so cold and since it's all going to fall and stick, we're going to have some commuting issues likely in the morning. So that means there will be plows out. There's likely going to be, at the very least, some school delays. And you need to be wary on the roads as you are driving, taking it slow because it's going to be impactful if one person gets to an accident you know it's just going to be a mess from there on behind it so plan on snow for your drive in as it'll continue through 7 a.m friday morning almost gone by 10 a.m the lingering flurries throughout the rest of the day weekend looks to be sunny ish sunny and cold sunny and cold but the seven day Oh, that's seven day. <laughs> that's what my wife was looking at. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Last> <laughs> looking at it. yeah, we're we're seeing things that have fours in front of them, and we will look to enjoy those when we get here. Yes. I'm so excited. Yes. So we'll, we will wait on that next week, but let's get through our uh, Friday evening and Friday or, or Thursday evening, Friday morning, and Friday afternoon first. Okay. Got to get to the headlines. Five on five and five. Fletcher, our first story. Our first story, a, a bit of breaking news to begin our Thursday. We were leading the way with this coverage all morning long on News 5 Today. A family of three is safe after an overnight house fire in Warren County. This happened in Turtle Creek Township early this morning. Um, it happened just after 1 a.m. and firefighters were really up against huge flames. I mean, when you see the pictures of this, everyone in our newsroom was just staring at the flames shooting out of the roof. They were massive. Several firefighters were seen standing outside that home just just looking up at them. Um, But a husband, a wife, and their daughter were all able to make it out safely as well as their pets. And it's not known right now what started this fire, um, but it is impacting traffic in that area. So uh, just a heads up over there. Yes, and it's one thing to say, massive flames, firefighters looking at the flames. It's another thing to go see it. So we have video of that 1 a.m., 2 a.m. blaze uh, over on our website uh, at WWT.com if you uh, want to see that. Thankfully, again, no one hurt, um, and we are still waiting to hear what the cause was and uh, what the potential damages are, although it looked like the house um, might have been a total loss, though fire officials not saying that at this time. Moving on to our second story this morning, we're continuing to learn 
new details about what what led to the license of a metro driver who fatally struck a woman in a crosswalk being suspended. Yeah, this is excellent work by Karen Johnson all day on your Wednesday, um, and she was reaching out to every single contact in multiple state offices and got us a, a few answers into this driver's background. So according to records from the Ohio BMV, the driver, a 46-year-old man, which we're not identifying at this time because he's not been charged with any crimes, well, he received a speeding ticket last September going 88 in a 65. The BMV suspended the driver's license on January 9th of this year after receiving a license forfeiture request dated November 30th of 2023 from the Franklin City Municipal Court for an unpaid fine. However, the driver did pay that fine, but the BMV wasn't notified. According to records, the driver paid that court fine on December 12th. In a statement to us here at WLWT, Cincinnati Metro says their process for monitoring employee license statuses involves two steps, including self-reporting and working with a third-party vendor who provides data from the BMV. Metro says they're continuing to cooperate with uh, Cincinnati Police's investigation, but on their report, the last one they got, which is about a week before this crash, the driver still had a license that was okay. That was from the the. the the paperwork they got from their third party. So the driver is on leave right now, pending results of the investigation, all of that according to Metro. So it's a weird timeline with a lot of different agencies, things being sent late, sent whenever they could get their hands on them. So we're just trying to dig to the, the bottom of that. And once again, Karen Johnson was all over that story yesterday. Our third story this morning. Ohio's governor is asking state lawmakers to take action as soon as possible on a hemp compound that he says is a loophole in the law that allows kids to get high. Yeah, and that's the compound Delta 8. I'm sure many people have heard of this. It's made from hemp plants that are legal at a federal level. But in a press conference on Wednesday, Dwine actually called out retailers who are selling Delta 8 to children in products that are marketed as things like candy, gummies, or are sold in things that look like cereal boxes. So there is now a bill being worked on in the state Senate that calls for age restrictions on not only the products themselves, but also the kid-friendly advertising on them. So a shop owner WWT spoke with says that he's been selling Delta 8 products to adults for five years and says it's a more mild version of THC, which is what you would consider when you think of like weed marijuana. Our fourth story this morning, federal pandemic funding is drying up for several districts in our region as causing some schools to have to make some tough decisions. Yeah, tough decisions indeed when you've had money for three or four years and now that money is not going to be there. You're going to have to make some changes so you can stay within your budget. And the district we're talking about right now is Middletown City Schools where they're going to be laying off a few dozen workers. Millions of dollars, they're called ESSER funds, were set up during and after the pandemic to deal with the learning loss. Some of that money was used for teachers, some for mental health professionals. Some schools chose to buy new technology. Middletown Superintendent Deborah Hauser says it's not something that caught them by surprise. They knew this day was probably going to be coming. In total, the district is cutting 43 positions because of the funding loss, but because of the funds were there for in in the first place, they've been able to do some things and they'll be maintaining about 60% of the positions they added because of that funding. So a little bit of give and take here in Middletown. I'm sure we'll hear some other school districts having to make some similar changes at some point as this funding goes away. And finally, to get us out of here on our Thursday, maybe you're headed to a faraway destination. That's get, warm. That's warm. <laughs> get away from the, the first snow accumulation of the year. Um, well, if you happen to be... Uh, Pretty soon, new food and drink options will be coming to your convenience at CVG Airport. Uh, now, these were plans 
that were supposed to be in advance or well into advance, if not already open now, the pandemic kind of put a pause on that. Uh, but coming soon are four full service restaurants, including a Bengals Bar and Grill, which is actually replacing the Outback on Concourse B. That's what I onion before your flight. No, that, that's what I. That's what I know. I'm like close to the gate. I know CVG is a small airport compared to what I grew up with going to Atlanta. Um, but that's when I know I'm like about to get to the gates. Like, oh yeah, there's the Outback. There's a little kangaroo thing. You get up the escalator. Well, that will be now be a Bengals Bar um, and a Taste of Belgium will be replacing the local on Concourse A, so the uh, options that you're able to have before you get out of town a little bit more local, maybe someone coming into town, being welcomed by some local establishments. Uh, Another big change, if you love your Starbucks on the plane, those days are numbered. Duncan is coming to replace Starbucks in both Concourses. Megan, you said online went a little crazy with that Oh, people were not happy. I mean, I've been seeing people posting throughout the last 12 hours, actually, our story on WLWT. And they have been making their voices heard. <laughs> They're I opinionated, mean, huh? The thing is, is, caffeine is a drug, is it not? So if you have your very specific version of it, I can understand that you would want that to stay and not be changed, you know? Yeah, I will say there's never been a time I've gone to CBG and not seen a line at that Starbucks. So it's very popular for people traveling out of town. I love the spinach feta wrap and, you know, Duncan doesn't necessarily have that. So I'll have to figure something out. <laughs> we uh, we do have renderings of all these new locations as well as a full slate of all seven establishments that are coming. You can find that over on our website, WLWT.com, and they'll be rolling out, opening, scattered throughout the next year or two. Yes. All right. So our big story, of course, is the weather on the way. If you have to shovel it, if you're taking the kids out to play in it, make sure they're bundled up. Make sure you're drinking water. Make sure you're taking breaks. Stay safe. If you have to do anything outside in these next what, 48 hours or so as we get uh, about one to three inches of snow. And of course, our fantastic team of meteorologists here at WLWT will be on top of that all the way through. It's Fletcher. It's Megan. I'm Stephen. This is 5 on 5 in 5. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>